There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. The first degree. These things are supposed to happen in movies, not in real life. Sources tell me the victim had defensive wounds on his hands. We've also learned HPD has gotten a warrant to search the property on Aha Olalo Road in Kahalu'u. Jerry Soriano says he was working on his boat when he heard a commotion coming from inside this beige shipping container. He went to check and came upon something he says is indescribable. Hey guys, welcome to the First Degree, the true crime podcast that you might end up on. My name is Jack Vanek. I'm sitting across from Alexis Linkletter and next to Billy Jensen. And Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you are avoiding your families and locking yourselves in your room and listening to our podcast instead. Right, guys? That's right. And it is Christmas. However, what day is it also, Billy? This is bold. So... There's not many days There's because not. they're just like, you know what? We'll never get any, but we'll let you, Christmas you, have their, you days. know, what came in national pumpkin pie day was like, no, we're getting in there, which is interesting because you That's have pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the other one is national no L day mm, in no that L? no L like no L, no L, that one. Yes. But this no is no L. You're not allowed to use L the whole day. L? What's L? Like an L in any word? The L word. Love? It's also known as alphabet day. Alphabet. Oh. You get it? Why can't I, I don't like these kind of puns. You know what, though? That's I didn't make pun, it up. It's like the only jokes. two. It's the only two that are there. <laughs> so what what can I tell you? Okay. Oh, hmm. Well, that's enough of that. So let's turn down the lights. And turn up your anxiety. Because this could be you. So as you know, today is our holiday episode, and the holidays are reminiscent of many things. Gift giving, greeting cards, decorations, consumer spending, and most importantly, family. Now, family can be a great source of stress and anxiety for people over the holidays because, as we all know, no family is perfect. And that's especially true in this case. The day is October 28th, 2018. 
a little over a year ago. The song Girls Like You by Maroon 5 was topping the charts, and the movie A Star Is Born was generating Oscar buzz in theaters. And the setting of today's case is a far cry from what we typically associate with the holiday season, in terms of weather at least. It's in Oahu, Hawaii. Where during Hawaii's daytime, average high temperatures typically range in the mid to low 80s. And Oahu is referred to as the gathering place. It's the third biggest island of the Hawaiian Islands. And it was 86 degrees on Sunday afternoon when the local police were called to an Oahu residence. When they got out of their cars and encroached upon the property, they came upon a chilling scene in the midst of a scenario that seemed to still be unfolding. And they're met by a man named Jerry was the one who called 911 and beckoned them there. And Jerry explained to them what had happened. He said that the property where they stood belonged to his neighbor, Sam Campuformio. And Jerry was renting a spot on Sam's property because he needed somewhere to fix his boat. So he was doing just that on this day. He was working on a boat when he heard a lot of commotion coming from inside a large metal shipping container that was situated next to his boat. And his boat is propped up off the ground so he could see two pairs of legs walking behind his boat and towards the door of this shipping container. Jerry proceeds to work on his boat, not really thinking about anything. And about 10 minutes later, he hears horrible sounds and commotion coming from inside the shipping container. Then he heard a blood-curdling scream, then silence. Jerry then hurried to the container any cross pass with Sam, who was in the midst of closing and locking the shipping container. And Sam denied hearing any noises and offered Jerry some oranges. Jerry stopped Sam and demanded that he open the container door. And Sam refused at first, but then he finally obliged. So he opens the door and inside was the body of a young man slumped over in a pool of blood. And after Sam opened the container and the two of them opened the door, Sam showed no reaction or emotion at all. Then he just walked away towards the back of the house. Something was has gone wrong and he tried to help. But instead, the witness in the Ka'alu'u murder saw something he could not believe. And that's when he called the police. The victim's body was found inside a shipping container. The witness, Jerry Soriano, tells us he knew before he saw it that something terrible had happened. It's kind of sad to see, you know, see a sight like that, yeah. Nobody wants to see that kind of stuff. Soriano tells me he had been renting out space on the property to store his boat for the past month. He was working on it Thursday when he heard a lot of commotion inside the shipping container right next to his boat. Kind of violent, kind of. Banging on the wall. Yeah, he just had some banging to on the walls. I mean, kind of violent. I mean, it was really violent. I didn't want to ignore it, you know. I mean, if I can't go do something to help, you know. So I went there and then when I found out what it was, it's kind of sad to see, you know, see a sight like that. My reaction was like, wow, somebody's down, you know, like. There was something I could do earlier. I mean, you know, I would have done it, but things happen so fast, and then by the time we realized, too late. Police custody for the death of his tenant, and tonight we have new reaction from a witness who was at the crime scene in Windward, Oahu. Chelsea Davis is here now with the details. Chelsea? Yeah, Mahalo. Sources tell me the victim had defensive wounds on his hands. We've also learned HPD has gotten a warrant to search the property on Aha Olalo Road in Kahalu'u. 
So the person you just heard speaking on the news was Jerry. So the cops enter this property. They enter the shipping container. And what they find is 23-year-old Kenneth Ratzlaff, and he's dead inside. And it turns out that Kenny, as his friends called him, was a tenant of Sam's and lived on the property. So Sam had multiple units on this large, sprawling property where he would rent out either for Airbnb or for long-term tenants. And inside the container, they observed that his shirt and shorts were soaked in blood. And there was blood splattered all over the interior of the shipping container as well. And police scoured the property for evidence and took Sam into his house to question him. Outside, the searching officers discovered a chicken coop, and they looked underneath it and found a bloody knife, presumably the one that he used to kill Kenny. They found other evidence outside, too, including a garbage bag that Jerry said that Sam had been wearing as a poncho. So Sam is wearing a poncho, like a plastic poncho. Mm-hmm. As In Hawaii. Well, it just seems to me like he didn't want to get his clothes. Yeah, it's not raining. Nope. Sure would. Potentially shows premeditation. Sure. They also found a pair of bloodstained cargo shorts hanging nearby. So let's dig into Sam. Now, Sam was the owner of this two-acre agricultural lot. But he wasn't originally from Hawaii. He was from Long Island, New York, which is where I'm from. And it's where Alexis is from. And in fact, our first degree today is Alexis. Mm. Because Sam is Alexis's cousin. Right. Dark guys. Done, done, done. Well, I'll tell you guys a little bit about my family. So, Sam is my mother has five step siblings. Sam is a step cousin. But I, when I was growing up, didn't know the difference. I had no yeah. idea that he was a step cousin. I had no idea that they were step aunts and uncles. I, had, yeah. I just didn't get that. So, I basically grew up with Sam. Were you close to him? So Sam is a bit older. I think he's 42 now. Okay. So he's older. But the house that I grew up in belonged to my grandfather and it was like a big house on Long Island. And it was sort of everybody congregated there. So I've been seeing Sam my whole life. Right. And he was the first person I ever smoked weed with when I was, I'm so much younger than him. And I just remember thinking he was the coolest, most advanced, like he was handsome, smooth, Nice. And I remember I had this babysitter named Heather. Stunning. Probably the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And she was dating Sam. And I remember being like, oh my God, Sam's got this. She's gorgeous. So cool. Yeah. I just thought he was the coolest. And you know, you always want to impress your older cousins and have them think you're cool. So it was definitely a situation like that. And yeah, I thought he was great. And we obviously don't really know much about this case whatsoever or anything really about Sam. From knowing him in your childhood, is there anything that was off about him or that you could pinpoint a weird situation happening? No, but what I'll say is there's a great deal of contention between my mom and her her full siblings and the step-siblings. And there's a lot of nefarious activity on that side of the family. In the last 10 years or so, they've all had a huge falling out. They've stolen from my grandfather, who was like ailing. They basically took control of a bunch of his assets that didn't belong to them. So a lot of them are just very bad people. And this, I could go on for days, but I don't want to provoke anybody on that side of the family. But yeah. it's a lot of bad shit. So when this happened, I mean, I was totally in the dark about this my entire life. 
I think this is so interesting for Christmas because like, obviously I'm not from a perfect family. And a lot of people have a lot of stress this time of year talking about this because a lot of people's families are broken. So at the time all of this was going on, the 41-year-old Sam was dating a 26-year-old woman. The police questioned her and she said, sometimes Sam did recreational meth. Casual meth. Casual meth. Casual meth. And when he did, he didn't act himself and he could be threatening to almost anyone. That's one of the things meth does to you. As far as occupation, he was listed as a special education teacher at a local elementary school, and he also sold real estate. But it turned out that he hadn't been actively teaching for nearly two years. So what could have led up to this violent eruption between Sam and Kenny? Police learned from interviewing those close to both of them that Kenny and Sam had arguments in the past. A friend of Kenny's even recalled that months prior, in August, that Kenny was trying to leave in his car when Sam apparently opened the car door and kicked him. Which is super intense considering that Kenny was renting one of the units on his property. And Kenny actually also worked for a construction company owned by Sam's stepfather. So Alexis, did you know Sam's stepfather? Yes. So he was my uncle. And I didn't know he was my step-uncle. He was just my uncle. Sure. And his name was Morris. I called him Uncle Morris. He was from New Zealand. And I was obsessed with him because I'd never met anyone from New Zealand. And I just, he was always around because he was a contractor and he did construction. And I lived in a big old house. So we'd always be over fixing stuff. Mm-hmm. I do remember once though, he kept a boat on our property. And my cousin and I were playing on, we would play on it. And my cousin broke something or whatever. And I remember he would go, he went into like a hu- incredible rage about it. Oh God. And that's like one of my most vivid memories about him where he was just so angry. And we were kids. And it's yeah. like, you keep the boat at my house. We play on it. We were like playing pirates or something. And I remember, that's all I remember about him now. Just being scared of how angry he was about that. So he was from New Zealand. He he had gone to Long Island. He was on Long Island acting as a contractor. And then had did he end up on in Hawaii, I guess? So he ended up in Hawaii because what he would do was he was doing all this work in New York without permits. So he would do all this work illegally. And then the person who paid him to do it would be fucked yeah. because the state would oh, make no. them tear it down. Yeah. And he was like, he would disappear. And then he would, uh, so that's what he would do. And then he never paid taxes either. So he basically got chased out of New York yeah. and had to go to Hawaii. And he may be back in New Zealand now. I'm not sure where he is after. Yeah. I'm sure happened. he probably hasn't stayed in one place for that long. Exactly. Yeah. Because the New York permits, by the way, if anybody's not in New York, they're one of the most stringent in the country. If you build something without a permit and then you try to either, I mean, sometimes they'll actually um, uh, do flyovers over your house. Like if you put in a pool or something, mm-hmm. but if you try to sell your house and you have a deck in there and you don't have a permit for that deck, that deck's coming down. Oh yeah. They will make you rip it down. It's yep. we're really strict about it. So they he was doing this on people we knew's homes. Oh, it was wow. like that's so bad. It's bad. He's a bad guy. So Kenny was working for him mm-hmm. for some context. Right. So the last thing we talked about was how Sam basically opened Kenny's door and kicked him. Yeah. And maybe it's not that surprising given all this stuff. Right. 
Yeah, and that's because Sam's criminal record included arrests and misdemeanor charges for violating a protection order, abuse of a family or household member. And in 2017, he pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault. Right. And as I was sort of digging into Sam, just out of curiosity, I found an article from the New York Post from 2004 that I had no idea about. It says, quote, Sam Campiformio of Manhattan was arrested for alleged DUI on Monday after a witness saw a red Mercedes veer off Old Montauk Highway into the bush and a man leave the car and head east on foot. Campiformio was later found at the New York State Park's maintenance facility at Hither Hall, Hither Hills in Montauk, where he was found with slurred speech, bloodshot and glassy eyes and unsteady on his feet. So I called my mom to just ask her sort of about what she remembers and She's like, he's always been bad. Like he got into a fight. He has a brother named Cliff, who's another cousin of mine. They were like fighting with people with baseball bats. Cliff got his face all broken with a bat. Like they've just always been. And they're these yuppie kids. Like they're not (laughs) gangsters. So he's just always been like this. Yeah. So throughout the duration of the initial investigation, Sam denied killing Kenny. And his story changed a bunch of times. Sam first said that he'd seen Kenny alive and well the night prior. Then he said he'd seen him doing work that morning. Sam told the police also that Kenny was depressed and angry because he hated Hawaii and his girlfriend had recently broke up with him. Oh my God. Sam denied hearing any commotion and denied what his neighbor was saying. The police didn't believe him. And he was arrested and taken in and held at $500,000 bail. He was indicted for second-degree murder, and he pleaded not guilty. And Sam couldn't make his bail, so he remained in jail as the investigation investigation continued. An autopsy was performed on Kenny, and it revealed that he'd been stabbed in the chest multiple times, and one stab wound punctured his heart and left lung, which was the fatal blow. He also had numerous defensive wounds on his hands. And when the police dug into Kenny's background, they learned that he had moved to Hawaii from California. And he was from Morgan Hill, California, went to Live Oak High School, and then Santa Barbara City College. And following Kenny's murder, his ex-girlfriend was actually interviewed by a local news station. So here's what she said. It's unclear how long Ratzlaff was living on the property, but family says he moved to Honolulu from California three years ago to work for his uncle's construction company. He wanted to move out there to have a better job, to really become something that his father would be proud of. Lira says Ratzlaff had a great sense of humor and loved motorcycles. His family says he loved wakeboarding, snowboarding, dirt bike riding, and the ocean. He was going to be missed by the people that truly did love him, and everyone wanted to see him succeed, and nobody really thought that he was going to have such a short life. At this time, it's still not clear what exactly led up to this incident. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. 
Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree 50 and use code degree 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree 50 at factorymeals.com slash degree 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on the realreal.com. The real real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Stodd, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. Kenny's friends described him as having a great sense of humor and he had a love of motorcycles. Also wakeboarding, surfboarding, dirt bikes, and the ocean. And eventually, the detectives on Kenny's murder case uncovered what they believed to be the motive in the slaying. Apparently, problems between Kenny and Sam stemmed from conflicts with Sam's stepfather. So this stepfather was Alexis's uncle that she already talked about, who Sam's girlfriend said to a detective, quote unquote, was not a good person. And he's not a good person, as I've said. Yes. Thievery all around. And another friend told police that Kenny argued with Morris because of his unsavory business practices. And apparently Morris would take money from clients to purchase supplies, but then he would never actually buy the supplies. And so you're just kind of wondering here, is Kenny just, is Kenny getting in trouble for this stuff? What I can't find anywhere is what the actual problem was. Like, why was Sam, why was Kenny and Morris fighting 
Why was Sam kicking Kenny in his car? And what what the problem is? And unfortunately, this didn't go to trial. Um, so I was hoping it would so that I could find out more about what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, this just happened a year ago. I know. Yeah. And the, a lot of the details are very elusive. They are. And I... Uh, it blows my mind. And my mom and I were talking about this and she's just, my mom is just a very morally, as far as like the law is concerned sound. She's like, it's the worst thing karmically for a family. I mean, his mom and my mom hate each other now. So they were already on the outs when this happened. But even when this happened, even though she hates his mom now, it's, uh, she's like, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Having your child do something so awful is something that affects you for generations, affects your family for generations. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you think about, you, you want to know about what, what the motive is. Yes, there were shady practices, whether he found out about it. But, you know, I go back to one of the, the beginning of this episode when he opens the door. Like, what does he think is going to be in there? Why do you open the door to that shipping container, storage container, knowing that there is a dead body in there? But then again, he had no reaction to it. So it's like, what's going on is hit in his mind at that same time as well. So I, I don't know. I wonder that too. It's like, why? First of all, he offered Jerry oranges. Odd. And Which then, is very, by the way. Listen, that's, orange is great. I have an orange. I'm drinking, I have an orange in my drink right now. But right. That's, a, that's a very uh, Godfather. If anybody watches The Godfather, The Godfather and oranges, whenever an orange appears, a murder is going to happen, by the <gasps> really? way. Really? Yeah. What is the symbolism behind that? Apparently, I've heard it might be that in, in Sicily, there's this thing called blood oranges. And when you open up the orange. They have them in America. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, they, when they open it yeah, up, that they, I have them all the time. <laughs> literally, go get some from Trader Joe's. Yes. Yeah. When they open it up, thank so anyways, you, thank you, well Alexis. Traveled. Yes, um, and then when you open it up, there's actually blood inside it. So yeah. that, no, that's yes, scary. Yes, but yes, when you when you watch that, there are uh, watch The Godfather again, which I think they actually play. It might be playing right now on um on like. Don't, doesn't like USA or something like that do a Godfather marathon no, on Christmas, Christmas or something? No, they do a Christmas story on TNT. Uh, okay. <laughs> Very Christmas story, Godfather. It's just kind of the same movie. It's tomato, tomato. Yeah. Well, it's, it's apples and oranges. <laughs> well, no, that's not the same thing. For everybody out there, though, who's struggling with her family this Christmas, I just thought it was interesting for us to do this because I... Part of you is a little bit embarrassed when a family member does something like this. Well, you, this obviously happened over a year ago. We've kind of been talking about it to maybe do an episode and you've been a little bit hesitant for obvious reasons. So I think it's an interesting time to do it because it's, everybody thinks their family's fucked up, right? And everybody's families are fucked up, but. Well, my family, especially. So (laughs) here's why. But mine's worse than yours. Here's why. So the reason why we haven't done it, and I don't think I told you guys this. We, um, I talked to my mom about it. She's like, your grandpa can't know about this. So he died this year and he was very much the patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. And this is the grandfather that people have stolen from. Mm-hmm. And, but he doesn't know people stole from him. <sighs> like everyone protected him from that. And his stepkids, uh, he still cared about cause he didn't know. Cause we didn't do that to him. Even though we were angry, we didn't want to tell him because we didn't want to break his heart before he died. So we just kept him in the dark about that. And when my mom told me about this, she was like, you can't tell anybody else in the family because we don't want your grandpa to find out before he dies. He's 92. He loves Sam. We don't want to hurt him. And I was moved by that because it's like, 
everybody's so angry at him even prior to this, but we wanted to spare my grandfather that hurt like right before death. Um, so that's really why. And then he's died. So now everybody's a lot more relaxed about it because the information is less likely, unlikely, not likely to get back to him. (laughs) You never know. You never know. He could be watching right now. And if so, sorry, sorry, Gramps. That's the truth. Um, it's, it's so sad because Kenny was 23. His Facebook is still active. He was so sporty and like he loved surfing and dirt biking. It's pictures of, it's just, he was so young, so young. And it's like his ex girlfriend said in that news clip, like he was moving to Hawaii because he really wanted to like get away from his family and make something of himself to make his family proud. But he encountered my cousin who stole his life. And it's really shameful, especially when you read about him doing meth. I'm like, who is this guy? This guy was also an an elementary school teacher. That is, that is horrible. I know. I know. And he was a teacher. I remember back, I remember on a Christmas one year, him telling me he was teaching in Manhattan, I think at like the Bronx at an inner city school. And I remember just being really um, dazzled by it. I was like, oh, you're like Michelle Pfeiffer. And that movie teaching like the tough kids and what is that movie? Which Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's from the, ga- the gangster paradise song. Yeah. So you guys know what I mean? If yeah. whoever remembers that movie, but I'm not related to him by blood, but I thought he was my cousin my whole life. Yeah. Sure. And he took a 23 year old's life because he w- did some meth the night before. It's just awful. Yeah. And, um, it is bad karma for a family because even though nothing has happened, I I think about it all the time and it doesn't affect me like, Oh, woe is me. I just mean I do, we do this podcast because we want to share victim stories and do the right thing. And to just even know somebody personally closely who did something like this, it's just gross. So while Sam initially pleaded not guilty, he recently changed his mind and took a plea of no contest to manslaughter and must serve 20 years. And while the terms of a plea agreement like this seem really cut and dry, it's really not because under some bizarro circumstances, Sam is already out. Thank you very much, Chelsea. A Kahalulu man convicted of killing his tenant during a fight last year is already out of prison. Samuel Campiformio pleaded no contest to the stabbing death of 23-year-old Kenneth Ratzlaff under a plea deal. Ratzlaff's body was found inside a storage container at Campiformio's property. His defense attorney argued that there was no eyewitness or any physical evidence that directly tied him to the killing. Judge Fauga To'o could have sentenced Campiformio to 20 years last week, but instead gave him 10 years probation and released him. Prosecutors did not object. Campiformo had been in jail for 14 months. There's 15,000 murders every year in America. When you're sitting down um, at your holiday dinner, there's going to be, you know, murderers. There's going to be murderers that, and, and by the way, there's 220,000 unsolved murders since 1980. There's going to be potentially murderers at the table that haven't been caught. Um, but then there, you know, um, not to freak anybody out uh, as you, as you have your holiday dinner, but it's true. Uh, they're not, it's not all one family doing this. Yeah. That is an eerie 
thing to think BTK. about. That it's like Every, you, most serial killers, like not most, I'm going to say many had families who had no idea. No yeah. clue. Now you had the, you had, you know, a lot of the serial killers that might've lived with their parents or something like that, which they didn't know either. But then you had these serial killers that, and that sort of played into the stereotype, like a Joel Rifkin of like, yeah. oh, he's a loser. He lives in his mom's basement. Uh, not that he had a basement, but you know what I mean? Just something like that. But then it's the ones that really do surprise everybody are the uh, uh, the Bundys or the BTKs. Well, it's the, it's the ones living a double life. Who have this family and they're they're doing this, but then they go on a trip or they do this or that. And then they, they do their dirty deeds and then they come back as if nothing happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Alexis, for being our first reconnection today. If anybody listening has a story they would like to tell, please email us. Hello at the first degree podcast dot com. Follow us on Instagram at the first degree at Alexis Linkletter at Billy Jensen at Jack Vanek. Join our secret Facebook group by searching first degree in the search bar. We're talking all things true crime all the time, all the time and stick around for some killing time. We're going to talk about presents and Christmas and all those best of us and for the rest of us. And of course, Festivus. that's right. And remember, only you can prevent serial killers and keep your friends close. But, but not, not that close. Pumpkin party. All right, welcome to a very festive episode of Killing Time. This is going to be like a holiday-themed Killing Time because this is coming out on Christmas. Um, We in this room celebrate Festivus, so that is our holiday of choice. Yes, the aluminum pole is up. It is up. (laughs) The feats of strength are coming. (laughs) The airing of the grievances. The airing airing of the grievances grievances has been had. Well, I think we're halfway through that. (laughs) Yeah, by the end of the night, we'll be good. Um, So I think that maybe we should start... Before we started recording this episode, we all exchanged gifts. Jared didn't know... Jared's here, by the way. Hi. Um, Jared didn't know that a gift exchange was happening. I should have probably told you. If only there was someone here who could have let me know. (laughs) We're literally... I'm like... I'm like, Jack, we're exchanging gifts, right? And she's like, yeah, totally. And I bought my gifts. Did this happen, <laughs> Wait, did this happen in the group text? No. That's, no, I think Because okay. we were trying to plan... S- I don't want to blow the surprise. Oh, yeah. We were trying to plan a special day, a but, special it rained. Day but it rained. Um, but anyways, we, we exchanged some gifts. Mine were all Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, they were all everybody's. Everybody, I think everybody got at least one. I think one I, Seinfeld I, I might have been the only person that didn't get a Seinfeld. Did you love one. Seinfeld? I love Seinfeld. Well, we, I just don't talk, talk about, about it, it as much. Yeah. But You'd what be a did, Kramer. But what did you. <gasps> Billy would be a Kramer. We already have a Kramer in our friend group. Wait. <laughs> Billy got a Serenity Now button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so good. That is good. Thank you, Billy. What other good presents did we get? Um, okay, well, I got a. Well, we all got. From Alexis's mom, a detective in a tin kit. Kit, which has we can do um, fingerprinting. It has evidence markers. It has chalk. To, just in case you come across, just in case a dead you come body. across a dead body, and it of course it has it has tape. It is really cute. Yeah, it was it really nice. Cute. Thanks, mom. Very it's nice. a really sweet gift. I wish I had. I knew like a child that liked true. That's like such a good gift for a kid to fingerprint them. And it's stuff. so smart. It's very cute. Um, I got everybody pins. Yes. I got George Costanza because I am George Costanza in the and friendship which, group. Which what is the George Costanza pose though? Oh, he's it, it, 
he's wearing the outfit he wears on the the chaise lounge when yes. he poses shirtless. The portrait. And, yes. But in this pin, he's got like a heart-shaped chest hair, which I really mm. appreciate. Yes. And I love it. And I almost bought that pin for Jack. <laughs> but I got her a different pin. Two I pins. I also got Alexis George Costanda's George Costanza sweatpants. Oh my gosh, I love with them. With his face on I them. I love them. They're literally, I got them on Etsy and it was like, this girl just had like an iron on. I love <laughs> it. Just an, she just printed it out, cut around it and ironed them on. I it's love so it. janky, but it's, they're no, amazing. they're perfect. Here they are. And it here, works. They're per- it works. I actually have me. been looking at these pants on Etsy for years. I love that. Because they have Larry David ones as well. No, you nailed like, it. Do you I nailed it. You should know. maybe pull the trigger if it's been that long. I know. Yeah. Well, and then Alexis and I can we can match. Maybe we'll get them before we go on our New Year's trip, and then we can match on our New Year's I think trip. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, who else got a good gift? I get. Well, my pin was my Hufflepuff one. I'm very proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of it. I don't care. I'm embracing the Hufflepuff lifestyle. I mean, there's no way that you're not a Hufflepuff. Yeah, so. okay. What'd you get for me, Jerry? Um, a bunch of stuff. Where did it all go? Alexis really went above and beyond went, with her gifts. You went full Jerry theme. I did. So I have a Jerry Springer adult <laughs> coloring book. That is only pictures is, of Jerry Springer. I didn't even Who think knew? something like this was a real thing. Who so knew? I'm actually honored. And then Billy got me a vintage what year, Billy? 1983? That'd be 1983. 1983, yeah. 1983 Return of the wow, Jedi. That's like Burger King 35 collectors. years old. 36? I don't know, Matt. Drinking glass. Yes, it is a that drinking glass. That is such gla- a yes. cool gift. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? Where'd you get that, Billy? From Jabba's Palace. I got it from uh, Blast from the Past on oh, Magnolia. That's right. And I yeah. swore an oath that I'm only going to drink liquid out of this for the rest of the <laughs> day. There you go. <laughs> and then I got Jerry an iron-on patch that oh, says yeah. Jerry. There it is. Mm-hmm. Do you have mm-hmm. an? If you have an iron, I can just really quick. You have a straightening iron. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> that, that could work. works. Yeah. People used to straighten their hair with regular iron. I can't believe that. They did. So I'm sure that yeah. you can straighten your clothes, clothes with, with a straightening, straightening iron. iron. It'll just take a while or put on a patch. And then I got Jack a Salvador Dali prayer candle. Yes. Very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then oh, hand pug. Oh, the hand pug. Last year I photoshopped my face onto. Um, Four prayer candles for Jared. I'm sure he loved that. Do you like them? One of them was, uh, I think you were like the Virgin Mary in one of them, and you were holding a lamb, baby Jesus, baby Jesus. But I was baby Jesus. <laughs> I photoshopped his face into baby they're, Jesus. They're kind of creepy. They sit like in my office at home. Yeah, and uh, there's four of them, and they're pretty uh, creepy. Wait, um, I've got actually somebody made that candle of for me you? for me and did that. No, they of sell you it. They, on yeah. Etsy. I yeah, saw yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> yeah the murder- murderino thing. Yeah. Um, Why did I get you, Billy? You got me a uh, Clifton's Cafeteria. If you guys have ever been to Clifton's Cafeteria, it is in downtown Los Angeles. And it was the inspiration or one of the inspirations for Disney to create Disneyland. And it's a whole history of Clifton's. And it was really the first themed restaurant ever. Uh, they they had a, uh, a Pacific Islands theme. They had a Woodlands theme. And I love it. I'm going to dive into this. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Yep. And, and uh, Batman trading cards from the original Batman movie. Right. Michael Keaton. That's awesome. Really? Let me see. Yeah. That's cool. Kim Basinger. Jack Wait, Nicholson. these are trading cards or it's gum? And there's, gum. And there was gum in there. <laughs> oh, they're, what, apparently they told do you. Do not eat this That's gum. what they told me when I bought it. They're like, tell you, don't eat this. The I'm gum like, feels yeah. like a brick. Yeah. Well, I'll eat it right now. You might as well. Yeah, I dare you. Yeah, yeah. Here, we, here we go. Here we go. Yep. And then I got Jerry and Billy Star Wars Pez. Oh, yeah. That's right. Right. Here we go. Ew. Billy. Does it even turn into gum? Here's He's committed now. He's got to be like... Are you just going to swallow it's not, it? It's not turning into gum. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's, it's just gone into powder. Yeah. Ew. So you there don't you have, go. 
Billy, you don't have to commit to that. Spit it out. I know. It's like, Swallow it. It's too late. It's gone. It's like powder now. Ew. Well, okay. <laughs> That's weird. Um, do we want to talk about like a best or worst gift we've ever gotten? Yes. Okay. Somebody go first. Um, I'll talk about the worst gift I've ever gotten. I can't wait to hear. So um, for Christmas, my ex-boyfriend one year got me a cookbook. And for anybody that knows me, I do not cook. But Was somebody he trying to drop wanted a hint? me to be a housewife. So I got a cookbook and then I got a golf club, which is another <laughs> thing I fucking hate and never want to do. That is awful. So those are the two. That's all he got me. And I, of course, I am the best gift giver in the entire world. And I went above and beyond in my gifts, as I always do. And that was the worst gift I've ever gotten. Ew, I'm cringing. That's pretty awful. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about how I need to return some stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love to golf, Jared. Jared sucks at golfing. What do you mean? I'm... Yeah, I'm pretty bad. Top golf, horrible. Yeah. What's the best gift you ever got, Billy? Or the worst? Or worst. I mean, the best. I'm going to go back to childhood, getting the, uh, the ad at. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, the Adat, which is that that big from Return of the Jedi, that big walker. You don't know. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, it was in Empire, Stri- Empire it Strikes Back. I think it was. Yeah, I think it's. I think. I think it goes. Yeah, too. Yeah, it was just so cool. I just remember getting it. And actually, actually, I remember. I really wanted a VCR because I wanted to be able to tape like sketches on SNL and stuff. And my dad said, "Oh, they don't have it." And then he surprised me and got me got me that. So I remember that. Yeah. And I used to sit sit there with SNL and like tape the sketches. And if it sucked, I would like rewind the tape because like the tapes were so precious. So yeah, that. Was seriously that was uh, that was I did that a lot on on Saturday nights when I was like ten years old. You are old, yeah. Alexis, Billy, Amy, what are your name is Jared? <laughs> Gifts. My best gift was a Nintendo sixty four. Ah, what year? Remember Nintendo sixty four kid? You've seen the the video, right? The kid like flips out. No. Oh my god. Well, but- there's a viral video. It's like it was huge when it came out, but it's a kid losing his shit when he gets an N64. And is this what happened to you? It, same same thing. I went bananas. What was your favorite game on the Nintendo 64? Oh, man. Probably Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye. Goldeneye's really the first big for, uh, first-person shooter. Yeah, so yeah. that was fun. Um, and then my worst gift was my aunt sent me a bunch of like glass <laughs> ornaments. Sorry, aunt, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I name her. <laughs> She'll know there's if a, she's there's listening. There's a bunch of ads. She's not listening. Oh, yeah. so, she's definitely not listening. Sent me a bunch of glass ornaments in like an envelope, <laughs> and they were completely just crushed. There was no. <gasps> they were like there was like bulbs and stuff. It was like you would never send like a without yeah. padding or yeah. something. Well, no, this is funny because. So all of my mail is sent to like a mail room in my apartment complex, and we were looking for my mail yesterday, and there's this envelope. I think it was from Wayfair. And it was just like a flat envelope and I picked it up and it was just crushed ceramics. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, like, oh, that reminds me of when my aunt sent me ornaments. Wait, so Wafer sent you something breakable in an envelope? It wasn't mine. It was somebody else's. But it it was absolutely ceramic and it was absolutely (laughs) crushed. crushed. Oh my God. Destroyed. Yeah. I can't remember a lot of my gifts that I've gotten. Do you remember Mm. a bad one in particular? I remember last year I got one that I really liked from my mom. She got me a Vitamix. Mm. Oh, it's a great I My know. mom got me one too, and I yes. never used and it. And I love it, but I don't. I also am too lazy to 
blend anything, but yeah, I love yeah. having it. I'm like, ooh, fancy appliances. I'm going to start collecting I love them. having a Vitamix and then just post-mating a smoothie from down yeah. the street. <laughs> Pretty That's much. what I do. I have a Vitamix I haven't touched in two years. But I love having it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just a good... in case you want to open up an impromptu pop-up bar. Just in exactly. case you have an emergency yeah. that you need to make a smoothie. Or Daily Harvest. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or Daily Harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, have we killed some time? I think we did. I think we've killed 10 minutes and 34 seconds Dude, of time. I just know when it's been 10 minutes. I feel it in my bones. Well, do we want to say what we all want for Christmas this year? Hmm. I mean, we sign off with what you want for Christmas. Well, technically, it's it is Christmas right now. Um, <laughs> never mind. <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> do you want to throw something out into the universe? Because no. obviously, we didn't record this on Christmas morning. No, it's okay. Are you sure? Yeah, peace, on, peace on earth. There you go. We all want some peace That's on earth. Tall yeah. ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So everybody just work on that and, and just be nice to each other. Do one good deed next. I want to find yeah. out who killed Jeffrey Epstein. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I think we know. Well, we no, do. We'll get into I do it. not think he did it. I know. Well, who I know it's not him. No, I know who you're talking about, and I don't think he did it. That person you're talking about, the person who's wearing the blue dress in the painting. In Jeffrey Epstein's island oh house. My God. And I don't think it was him. I think I'm it not was... saying it's him either. Shut the I thing think... off. <laughs> Here it comes. I'm not saying anything. I think I didn't that there name are anyone. many people involved. Many people wanted to kill him, including right. lots of people's dads. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, well, thanks for right. joining us on The Killing Time today. Yep, and that's showbiz, baby. Razzle, dazzle. Beware. All Christmas Day. Beware of the razzle-dazzle, though. Mm-hmm. Beware of the razzle-dazzle. Unless it's on a Christmas tree, then it's That's okay. That's true. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.